0: Hello and welcome to the GMI Guitar and Music Institute podcast, episode number 48. My name is Jed Brokey, and today I'll be talking to David Culbert, who's from the Scottish arm of the Help Musicians organisation. It's a charity and it does exactly what it says on the tin. It helps musicians who are in financial need and also who may be needing help in other areas. For example, mental health. And they really have come to the fore and have been needed more than ever due to the pandemic that swept across the world. Now, this episode will be UK-specific in a sense. I'll be talking to someone from the Scotland end of Help Musicians. If you've never heard of this organisation, then we're going to look at the roots of where it came from. What I kind of wanted to do was make people around the world think about the musicians in their country wherever you are and to consider whether it is worth trying to find out if there are organizations like help musicians in your country and if you know of musicians maybe you are a musician or maybe you know musicians who aren't getting support during this pandemic then please 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 share this podcast episode and let people know about it so coming up Is my interview with David Culbert from Help Musicians. I hope you enjoy and find this podcast informative. David, it's great to see you. Thanks very much for joining me on the GMI podcast.
1: Thanks for having us, Jed.
0: So, yeah, here we are at, hopefully, the fag end of the pandemic. And one of the reasons that I'm talking to you today is, well, basically, I didn't get in from the British government. um, And I thought, you know what? I bet there's loads of musicians out there who aren't getting a penny. I wonder who all my pals are doing. And then I became aware of Help Musicians. Now, am I right in thinking that you are in some way connected to Musicians Benevolent Fund? Well, that's
1: still still technically who we are, so... Help Musicians are is just a trading name we're still legally known as the Musicians Benevolent Fund so a lot of your more seasoned musicians Jed will still when we talk about Help Musicians uh, some people say oh you sound an awful lot like the Musicians Benevolent Fund so it's the same you know it's still the same uh, organisation we just kind of changed the name to kind of represent uh, a diverse when the, the charity started to diversify its support which I'm sure we can we're going to go into in the, the, the course of this conversation so still known as the Musicians Benevolent Fund, but we're also have musicians. especially Chris Frankie Prince, with the artists formerly known as the Musicians Benevolent Fund. It's kind of something Well, like it's that.
0: interesting, but you say that. I remember many, many moons ago when I was in uh, Leeds studying music. Uh, I used to get this new newspaper called the Independent. I got that, and there used to be little sort of square adverts at the corner that said, "Are those notes not playing as well as they once did?" and and there was a sort of a violin or something, and it was the musicians' benevolent fund. So I I remember looking at it as a young guy and thinking, "What's all that about?" So what what is all that about? So the charities actually
1: were 100 years old this year if you can believe it or not back 100 years ago there wasn't much support for anyone in terms of you know um, the welfare state wasn't that was really done by you know friendly societies third sector organisations so never mind for musicians I think for the general public there wasn't a lot of support a bunch of musicians kind of got together to start a charitable organisation to look after musicians if they were in that that kind of crisis point and not able to kind of work off the got over the years Charities just managed to kind of grow In, in, in terms of what it, what it does And what it's been able to kind of offer
0: people So David, just about the beginning Of the Musicians Benevolent Fund Maybe you could tell the listeners a little About how it all began and where and why
1: The history of how musicians Actually goes all the way back To 1920 1921 So English tenor uh, Gervais Elvis Died tragically in a railway accident In Boston uh, United States. You know, throughout his life, he'd shown compassion and kindness to musicians and c- composers, counting Ralph Vaughan Williams and Edward uh, Edward Elgar as his friends. So, following his death, his friends set up a fund for musicians in his name, and in 1930, it became the Musicians Benevolent Fund. So, it was inspired by you Nozio know, Vase, and his friends kind of got together and, and set it up in memory of them.
0: What a great guy. And at the beginning, was it only addressing the classical musician community?
1: I think that was a big part of, there wasn't, um, let's just say the, the musical communities weren't as uh, diverse as they were today, as they were back then. <laughs> kind of grew from there.
0: At the beginning, what sort of support was given to musicians how did it work and how did people get to know about it?
1: Back in the early days it was really just you know if people were needing basic kind of medical support or basic kind of you know health and health and well-being support in terms of maybe they were in crisis and they needed some financial support for a period of time or like I said even back you know 100 years ago the medical procedures and stuff wouldn't have been as, as advanced and stuff as what they were but it was maybe just you know what, what they were able to do at the time with the research Sources they had, So again, it was very covering those kind of basic health and, and kind of living costs.
0: Okay, so that was the background to it, David. Um, bring us up to, uh, well, not completely up to date, how has the organisation changed and developed through the years?
1: I would say it's changed and developed because we now have, there is a welfare state and there, there are social services that are funded by, essentially, the government. Um, back when the charity was founded though that support wasn't as widely available so our job now is instead of trying to provide those social services if you will and and, and, and you will plug that kind of gap we there for for the people who maybe fall through the cracks or maybe lend that extra bit of support so over the kind of years um like like we were kind of chatting about before we came on uh, or just earlier about the musicians benevolent fund. a lot of your musicians will still us noises that we kind of about six years ago, changed on them to kind of help musicians, and that was to well, we went to Help Musicians UK, and the point was to try and because there was a perception that everything the charity was doing was maybe focused specifically around specific genres of music, maybe more in the kind of classical world, and and maybe the charity was too London, South East kind of focus. So just wanted we wanted to kind of change that perception, and the, the ironic thing is, you know, musicians ever fund, like you were saying people when you were studying at Leeds knew about it there was a Musician Benevolent funding kind of Scotland so I think it was just really more just to kind of hammer home the point that we're a, a national, a truly national charity yeah like I said it went from just being specific health and well being support is now we kind of support people with different parts of their career. That could be like recording and releasing music or kind of learning new skills and stuff as well.
0: I've got to say that those ads that I saw all that 30 years ago, it did make me think it was just for classical musicians and even the word benevolent, I mean, that has a, a certain... Ring about it, doesn't it? Benevol- uh, benevolence. It's almost like, you know, we're helping you out. I hope you know that we're looking after you here. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's. Um, it, I suppose you could also say it does what it says. Does what does what it says in the tin.
0: Absolutely. So you actually also help musicians record, and you- well, we, we we can
1: we can we can help um, musicians with those those type of projects. So for for talking sake, the best way to think about what the charity does today and how it's moved on. So there's like two strands of our service. Okay, one strand is the health and well-being support, another strand is around your kind of career. So if you will permit me, I can jump into what the health and well-being does and then I'll tell you about what the career side does. So the health and wellbeing support is, um, if you're a full-time musician, how do we define a full-time musician? Well, we define a full-time musician as someone who... 50% 50% of their income comes from their music activity. However, we also know that music can be, you know, it can be kind of seasonal work. It's, uh, you know, world mostly large percentage of musicians are in the freelancing world. So we can take into account that some months and some years may be busier than others as well. So it's really on a person-to-person, person, need being need basis. It's definitely not a one-size-fits-all kind of approach. So if you're that kind of full-time musician, and heaven mm-hmm. forbid you're un- un- unable to work, uh, due to kind of illness and stuff that we can then step in and we can help you with a cost of living, so that's maybe you know uh, money towards your food, your rent, your electricity, those nuts and bolt costs that are going to stop you from falling into destitution. That's that's where we accumulate and really help intervene. Again, if someone is, has an illness, if it's a of a terminal nature, you no, know, we can support somebody up until the end of life and we can support their families for a little bit afterwards as well. We can also support musicians in retirement too. And that's again and, and outside the that, if there's say a specific health need and like that could be like counselling or it could be physiotherapy and stuff, you we work we work with an organisation called BAPAM, which is a British Association of Performing Arts and Medicine. We work with BAPA to deliver that um, other medical support as well. So that's like a health and wellbeing service. On the website, it will be under health and welfare. Usually, that's that's where it lives.
0: Can, can I just ask, David, how long does that support general, um, average out at? How, how many... And does it does it differ depending on the support you're giving people?
1: It does differ. So maybe when people are companies for that support, like I was saying before, Jed, they've maybe fell through the cracks of what official support is there via the the you know the social services social security and stuff but one of the things that we try and do is that it doesn't last forever you know and it's really on a case-by-case basis so we can't say you know after six months or eight months that's it we're going to we're going to cut we're going to cut cut this kind of support it really depends on where the person is and where the situation this is where the person's situation is usually though with the the type of support that we're kind of offering. As that's as 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 you will, as your support and stuff's kicking in, what will be kind of happening in the background is that person will be will be getting plugged into all the other official support that's there. So just making sure that they're getting the benefits the benefits and stuff that they need. And then by the time we do kind of draw back that support, the person's in a better position to be, you know, to be okay. As well.
0: So I'm just thinking that the way you're talking about this, and I'm I'm trying to put, phrase this in the correct way. Um, are you saying that you step in where maybe people haven't really looked after their own lives?
1: Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say their own lives like that. I think a lot of things it could be, it could, you know, it could be circumstances, it could be mental health issues, it could be trauma, trauma points, and you know, it could just be an illness that strikes somebody out the blue. And they're they're needing that kind of support right away and stuff. So I would I would I wouldn't I get what you're trying to say, but I would I wouldn't, I wouldn't frame it as that, as as such.
0: How many people are you helping every year then, David? And saying just in Scotland, for example,
1: an interesting point is I, I I'm I'm not able to give like full full blown numbers and stuff just due to data protection and stuff. But we help we help we do help a lot of people in kind of Scotland. It's it's definitely in the hundreds of people we support in Scotland as well.
0: So that means yeah. in the UK wide, we're talking about thousands of people. Yeah, there won't be that, that is amazing. So that doesn't come cheap. Who mm. are the main people? that are contributing does the scottish government or the british government support, support no so
1: we are we're 100% independent we don't take money from the government and we don't take money from the industry and there's a few reasons for that it means we can be independent we're not following a government agenda we're not um, dictated to by other organizations uh entities you know policies and agendas our Main focus is the well-being of musicians and a world where mu- musicians are able to kind of thrive. How it's been funded over the years is that people have out the kindness of their heart, left as estates and left as money. Um, that that's how that's how the majority is. The charity has been been kind of funded. Due to the kind of stuff that's been going on, we kind of COVID a lot of music companies and differently, you all know, like your Amazons and your Spotify's and, and the, the record industry and has been really generous with our support as well and helping us with that too, so.
0: I'm glad you brought up COVID because that's one area that I specifically want to look at, David. This pandemic, uh, as I, I flagged up earlier, I know plenty of musicians who haven't had a penny. It's almost as if the the rules have been made up in such a way to ensure that happens but that's maybe just my take on it not that I'm bitter or anything so um what has the response been in terms of need and your response as an organization to this pandemic
1: when we knew that the lockdown the lockdowns were coming and we seen you know before the UK officially kind of locked down we could kind of see the, what was what was happening you know we're watching the news we'll see what was happening in elixir italy and all over the world you know it was a matter of time before it kind of came here and then as we started to see well there's going to be a lockdown there's going to be this type of support and for the music industry which a lot of part of it is, you know being in the same room as other people whether it be performing or like you said you're a, you're a t- teacher so you you know you have to get in that, that that kind of space with people we kind of knew it was going to be devastating and we knew it was going to be yeah really kind of difficult so the charity um released uh, We we kind of d- funds to support people f- through different stages, if you will. So the first stage we called hardship one was an initial one-off payment of five hundred pounds, and that was just to help people in that that kind of first wave, if you will, when things were kind of locking down. As the kind of pandemic went on, and the the fund support and stuff was there, and you know the the government was urging people to sign up to a uh, universal credit. For that support. What we kind of did there is where well, we started hardship phase two, which was we, give, we gave people a percentage of what the universal kind of credit was as well. And that was just a bit of extra support. For those kind of musicians and stuff, because ninety percent of folk, their incomes just completely disappeared and stuff. Um, and for a large part of that time, it was a hundred percent because you know television production shut down and all the all the industries attached to it and stuff. So that's how we've. Uh, supporting musicians through this. What we also did is we worked with other organisations like the Incorporated Society of Musicians, Music Managers Forum, and we created the Musicians Union, we created this resource called coronamusicians.info. And this is like a living, breathing website, which all the government support, all the third sector support. And whenever there's a change, it gets kind of updated because like you were chatting about, there's so much stuff going on and all all this information. So we decided to work with these other organizations and just try and pull everything into the one kind of space that's relevant to musicians. Producers and you no know, music curators that they're able to access.
0: That that's fantastic. I see there was um, even Creative Scotland of some support on their website as well. Now
1: we, what we did with Creative Scotland and this is more this is towards the end of last year is we helped administer the the hardsh- the first the first rounds, if you will, of hardship support. So I know Creative Scotland have opened up another round recently. We're not supporting them with that, but we did that initial first a wave of applicants and stuff because, yeah, we worked worked in partnership with them. And that was a great bit of support for, you know, just before Christmas as well, to get that extra bit of support as well.
0: Seeing that the demand, I'm assuming, would be so great, did you have to almost uh, kind of keep it under wraps, (laughs) you know, so they didn't get too many applications?
1: Not at all. We, we We had the resources and we had the infrastructure where we were able to deliver it on to the numbers that we did. And because of the work that we were doing, that we got a lot of support for the wider industry, topping up the funds and topping up the hardship fund as well for us. So that that was, that was great. And by the way, I should say as well, that all the money that we raise in our fundraising activity goes straight on our front frontline services as well and to the support they offer. It doesn't cover all its staff costs or anything like that. Um, so now we were very vocal about it. The industry was very um, vocal about helping us get that kind of word out yeah so we definitely weren't, we weren't shy about uh, shouting about it as well
0: now this podcast more than 50 percent of the listenership is in america and i just wondered the people over there will be listening to this and thinking oh all right if you live in scotland in the uk you're, you're sorted do you know of any other overseas organizations like this in in other countries
1: i think america's uh i think there's different organisations in America they might be more active in certain kind of states but over here there's an organisation called Music Support and there's there's, we don't have any official sister charities and stuff but there are other organisations that do do stuff like that I believe the American Musicians Union and stuff are very active in the industry and also um, providing support for musicians as well and that that would be my first advice to American uh, musicians maybe reach out to the American musicians Union, and they could get you to maybe where the relevant information is in, in your state potentially
0: I was actually quite surprised because I always thought the Musicians Benevolent Fund and you did refer to this earlier was just a, a London centric based but you're the representative for Scotland and there are other do they have one in Wales? Do they have one in Ireland, Northern Ireland? Yeah, so in
1: 2017, the Scotland office officially opened. I was the kind of first employee there. kinda of set up, we're now a team of three people. In Northern Ireland's the same, they're a team of three people. And pretty soon we will have an office in Wales. Whee. Also, and we're doing a lot of outreach work and stuff in the English Northern regions as well.
0: Am I sensing here that Help Musicians is like, moving into other areas now it, it it's really you know, taking on—I mean—that whole thing that you talked about in terms of supporting recordings and things like that for probably young musicians—I didn't even know about that. It's not just—that's not
1: just really for young musicians. So when when we were kind of chatting, I kind of went into kind of you know what the health and welfare side does, what we call the creative programme. That's the funding around your kind of career. Definitely not just for you know younger musicians. It's for musicians at all ages who are adults. So everybody's eighteen uh, and above. We have a, we have different kind of funds that can kind of support. So our Do It Differently Fund supports recording and releasing music. Our Transmission Fund is, let's say you're a musician and you want to learn from... Insert you know established musician's name and there's some master classes or some uh, training there. We can help kind of pay for that through that. We support students at conservatoires with a uh, postgraduate support, and we also have an award for jazz musicians called the Peter Young uh, Jazz Award as well.
0: well. That's interesting. Being a jazz musician, I find that very interesting. I wonder get some
1: links. Uh, what we can do as well, uh, Jed. After this, I'll get some links. So maybe when you share the podcast, we can you can maybe put some the links to the stuff that we're speaking
0: about don't worry everything about you is gone out and it'll be blasted across <laughs> the world <laughs> everything that because it's a fantastic it's just a fantastic organization i think what you're doing is amazing so what do you see for the future david where is it all going
1: our provision will i think we're, we're going to be uh, announcing a uh, full s- hardship support uh, that's going to be in line to support Way to kind of, we, we, we kind of need to see what the official government support looks like because we want people to be, they'll go for that support uh, also. So, we're in the we're process of de- developing what the next stage of ha- hardship kind of looks like. And, you know, just like we did last year, we're actually increasing the, the career funding as well. So, there's going to be additional rounds there's going to be additional rounds of that kind of career funding so for us we just want to make sure that we're you know we're at the front of the charge making sure that you know musicians have that type of support for their health and well-being and that they have an option there for uh, finance and support to help them with the, their career as well so for us it's for us it's still we're putting the foot down and we're not slowing down this year we're going to try and yeah, keep going. We're definitely going to be doing what we are doing and try and try and reach more people and keep that support going.
0: If a musician does find they're in need of help and perhaps they come across this podcast or any of any, how how do they go about contacting you? I
1: think the best point of contact is to if you, if you are at that point where you feel you're needing that health and wellbeing support, just call the office and they'll set you in t- They'll put you directly in touch with the, the health and welfare team, and they'll get the ball rolling and get the applications going for for that type of support. If you're in Scotland and you want to chat about maybe funding and chat about what supports there, definitely drop the Scotland office an email. Again, we can that will all be available for you for when this podcast goes live.
0: So is, is there a lot of forms to fill in and is, a, is there a lot of having to divulge your personal, I'm assuming there has to be some uh, safeguards?
1: Yes, yes. So if you if you are going for that health and welfare support, yeah, there is personal bank statements, there's proof of income. Not, not too dissimilar if you were going for any other type of support. Just to kind of prove that someone is who they say they are, and to prove that they you know, their income's coming from music and stuff, you know. But the musicians that are coming in, like we said, most of them in the freelance world, and they'll need they're needing to provide this information on a regular basis for a whole host of different stuff. There is a pretty quick turnaround for when people make the application to the point of receiving first their first kind of payment, if you will.
0: So, David, from the the moment that someone first gets in contact with you, and assuming that everything uh, is correct in terms of their finances, how quickly could they actually see money in their bank account?
1: Well, depending on what the kind of need is we can get money to people within 24 hours depending on what it is. If there's like an eviction pending, if there's like, you know, energy issues or food issues and stuff. But usually... Most applications are are between one and one and two weeks. Those, uh, like like I just mentioned, those those other cases, well, it's a bit more of an um, extreme circumstance that requires that money to be released a bit earlier. We are able to do that if certain criteria, you know, is is met as well. What I would also say is just you. To the kind of nature of stuff with COVID, things are taking a bit longer. So those those were the kind of deadlines, those were the kind of time frames kind of pre pre kind of COVID. Nowadays it's probably maybe about three weeks, two to three weeks, I would say, to say to somebody. But again, if someone's at that kind of crisis point, then um we, we could look at getting that that help to them a bit kind of quicker as well. I think another thing I should add in if somebody's looking for that, if they're needing support, we also have a men a mental health support line, which is 24-7. It's called Music Minds Matter, and at the other end of that phone call is trained counsellors who can who who can support. And that doesn't necessarily need to be for that kind of crisis point. It could just be there. Some days you need that listening ear, and you need someone. To talk to that 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 service is kind of there, and what they can also do is because it's our service, they can kind of open up and get you referred into our service as well. So if you phone somebody, or if you phone Music Means Matter and you're needing that, like you said, that emotional support, then you know they can help facilitate that follow-up support, which is you know help us helping for counselling sessions and stuff. So
0: well, I think it's absolutely fantastic the work that you do, and. I don't know if it's just me but I think it's kind of under the radar for a lot of people but uh, musicians are, no matter where they are in the UK, it's all community based in a sense, everyone talks to everyone so maybe you're better known than I think you are but hopefully if there are people listening to this podcast and you are in need of help or maybe just need to talk to someone about your mental health Help Musicians, what a fantastic resource David, thanks very much for taking the time to talk with me today, I think this without doubt is one of the most helpful uh, podcasts for people in real need that I've ever done and it's been a true pleasure and telling people about help musicians thank you
1: thank you Jed and thank you for taking the time of your day I know it's busy it must be uh, pretty tough having to you know, do a special educational work you're doing It's that big pivot to kind of online and we know how I know how busy your day must be so thank you for giving us the kind of platform to, to kind of reach your listeners and hopefully if they you know there's people listening who know musicians and they're needing that to help me, you know just tell them just tell them to get in touch so thank you again
0: That's it, folks, uh, for another podcast—the first one of 2021—and I can't believe we're already into March. As I said at the beginning, if you know of any musicians who could benefit from some financial help or otherwise, then please tell them about this podcast. Let's get this out there and get the help to where it's needed. I hope that we are coming out of this pandemic soon but there's no doubt that musicians around the world are going to continue to need help like so many other well deserving causes so all that remains for me to say as always is thanks for listening my name is Jed Brocky and I'll hopefully be back very shortly with another podcast for you wherever you are in the world bye for now